Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. I am Casey, and every week we are serving up a new mixtape. Different theme, different idea, different mix for you. This week, the theme is disco, and I could not be more excited to introduce my guest, Lori Martinez. Uh, Lori, tell everybody what you do. I teach ELL at Lincoln Northeast High School. What is ELL, and how is teaching it during COVID? Well, ELL used to be known as English as a second language, but now it's called English language learners. And you know, it's really hard. This summer when I taught summer school, this was the first time I actually got to be in a classroom and they were doing remote. So I didn't wear a mask because I was the only one in the building. And I thought, okay, I've got this down, you know, we got to school, but I find that the students, I mean, sometimes I have to lift my mask up so they can like read my lips and all this stuff. And we've gotten really good. So I have gotten to where, you know, we do hand signals if they can't hear me, if I can't hear them. It's all around tough. Trying to learn a language like English, understand it, oh, everything that goes with it, just normally it is hard. Hard, hard. Are you able to use music in your classroom? Yep. How does, how do you find that the music that you love connects with your students? Do you try to choose things that you think they'd like? Do you try to expose them to new things? Okay. So my face icon is a Ziggy Stardust. Um, <laughs> whenever, I go to that, whenever I stop my video, because at first they were like, who is that? Like they couldn't find me. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not really me. I, I say that was my high school boyfriend. But at the time he didn't know that we were dating. Mm -hmm. um, so Mine was Jordan Knight from the New Kids on the Block. So I feel that. I get that. Yeah. So I, I play music as they're coming in the waiting room. I'll dance when they come into Zoom. Well, I'm hoping that the mixtape that we're doing this week sort of inspires you to do a little more excellent dancing because it is so... So uh, a part of our American dance culture, and that is disco. Yes, I love disco. Tell me about your connection to disco at large. Like, how old were you when disco was happening? American Bandstand was a huge, huge part of growing up on Saturday mornings. I had to get my chores done um, before we could do anything. But my, my goal was always to watch American Bandstand. However, my cousins in South Omaha, you know, when I'd stay overnight with them on a Friday night or something, they're like, you know what? You need to check out Soul Train. <laughs> this American Bandstand is not, you know, this is, you know, that's white bread. I saw Soul Train and I, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, there's, there's another groove out there. And yeah. it was really probably the first time I think I saw disco, knew what it, what it was. That was it for me. And um, I want to talk about Disco Inferno. So that's the first song that we're going to kind of open the mixtape with, The Tramps. Mm -hmm. And this, this song is one of many on the mixtape this week that is on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. I mean, if you like disco, you love the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Disco Inferno? Did you love that jam? Yeah, I, that soundtrack, I mean, I saw that movie in 
you know, it was just, it was amazing. And I don't geek out, but I, it's like, whenever I watch that movie, it's like, it's real to me, you know, because I, I lived through all that, all that music. And the Tramps are from Philadelphia. They were one of the first disco bands. They had more than two dozen members. Good grief. That's a lot of people to make a lot of disco sounds. This is Disco Inferno. It's the Tramps on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. <laughs>
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to The Mixtape. I'm your host, Casey, and I am here with Lori Martinez talking about disco delightful. We just heard I Will Survive from Gloria Gaynor. What a total powerful feminist anthem. I love that song. It, it is. It's timeless. Uh, it really is. And it's a big song for, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, performances, a lot of karaoke, and that's a big go-to number. Um, and just, I think those words said a lot, like you said, you know, said a lot to different people. And yeah, she was a powerhouse, man. That was a really, really, really good song. I can't sing it like her. <laughs> well, okay. I can, I can do good lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> did you have did you have a, a crushing heartbreak that you got to tie I will survive to? Oh, I'm sure I did. Yeah, I know I did. I know I did. <laughs> Lori, one of your picks for this episode was a song called Car Wash by Rose Royce. What is it about that song? Funny song. Well, then there was a movie that came out. Yeah. And it was just, uh, you know, to see people up there who were, you know, the the, I want to say if it took place in LA, um, but it was just, you know, an everyday job for some people, but how they made it fun and they made a song about it. And, you know, you hear that, that little bass line coming up in that clap. I just get, yeah, I'm like, oh, all right. So that was just a, a song for me that I just remember seeing the movie and going, oh, this is really cool. You know, here is the very funky, very fantastic and very hand clappy car wash. It's Rose Royce on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Keep those bags and machines humming 
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape this week, 10 Disco Classics, with my guest Lori Martinez, just heard Le Freak by Chic. Uh, I'm all over that. I, I just got done reading Nile Rogers' book about the, the, the group that he did, and that was one, one of the groups, Chic, and the different ways he was trying to transform different styles, and he was he's a really great songwriter. In fact, he was he was going to open for Cher. And that was the only reason I had tickets to go see them at Pinnacle and then COVID. And I was oh. like, no. <laughs> but he's on my list. It's still on my list. And, um, and that book, I finally finished it. My brother had recommended it like two years ago. And I finally, I just... COVID, I finally sat down, right? And just started reading it. And but I finished it like a couple months ago. So in it, it's just his, his story, his transformation of how he could have ended up really how he could have ended up, but he didn't. And uh, how he, I mean, he even worked with David Bowie. He worked with Blondie. I was just like, you know, I was just falling in love with him all over again and didn't realize that there are a lot more artists out there that who probably have books about disco and things. I'm like, I need to go back and I need to start looking at, at things like this. And so I was really grateful that I had that book recommended to me. That period of time, so we're talking about disco and 70s music, uh, the music, we talk about the dancing and the fashion, but I, I don't think we can ignore the fact that there was a whole lot of substances working in Congress to make this party keep partying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those musicians did not come out the other side. Nope. Yeah. And so yeah. is that what Nile Rodgers is talking about in his book? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. When I first started reading it, I didn't want to read that. You know what I'm saying? I, I wanted, oh, come on, let's be happy. You know, you, you, you have great music. I, I don't want to hear the real stuff. I don't want to read it. But then the more I got drawn into it, I was really, I just, I said, okay, wow. You went through all of this and you still produce some great stuff. And, and you came out stronger and smarter. And you look back and said, yeah, that I, I would not have, survived if I had kept doing all that other stuff. So yeah, it was, um, cause it's not all fun and games, you know, but I had a, I, I did, I didn't want, I didn't want it to be about that, but <laughs> it, in his way, he was saying, saying, look, this is where I came from. This is how I started. And this is how I got into music. And this is where I am. And now, you know, you know, he's still producing and doing great things and he's, uh, you know, drug free and all this other stuff. And it's just, he had, a. A lot of people like him, probably, like you said, they probably never never made it out. Yeah. And he was one of them that did. Well, it's, it's a part of a scene. And anytime you're talking about a music genre, like you can't really talk about any of this stuff without addressing it. In the same way that when we did a grunge episode, like you can't ignore the fact that a lot of those folks went ra- down really, really bad paths and didn't and aren't around to make beautiful music for us anymore. So 
So that's important to, I think, note. All right. We got to talk about the Bee Gees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a favorite Bee Gee? Who was your bro? Barry. Barry Gibb. Yeah. Barry Gibb talk yeah. show. Yes. I, yeah, I loved, I loved other voices. Oh my gosh. Even now I listen and I'm just like, oh, why can't I see you in concert? I mean, just seriously. And then their younger brother, you know, Andy had a beautiful voice too, but the Bee Gees were just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, and now Barry's the only one left because, um, because Robin and, and Morris died. Incredibly sad. I mean, they were sort of the kings of disco. Mm-hmm. They just outstanding. Really? I mean, I agree with you completely. I, they just, their, their voices are so beautiful and those super, super high tenors like Barry, I don't know how he does that. <laughs> I mean, it's I crazy. Either. I don't either. <laughs> I was, I used to tell students squeeze your butt cheeks, right. but I don't Tight know if you that. there's only so much you can do by just like raising your eyebrows and standing on your tiptoes and squeezing your butt like there's only so very true true. (laughs) they uh have sold over 120 million records worldwide they're in the rock and roll hall of fame and i know people complain about like oh is that rock and roll but i don't know i think yes i come i come down solidly on yes Mm mm-hmm yeah, I agree. Okay, let's go classic Bee Gees. It's Staying Alive from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. <laughs>
90.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. Doing a little dance. Making a little uh. That's Casey and the Sunshine Band. Now we're talking about disco with our guest, Lori Martinez. How do you feel about Casey and the Sunshine Band? Okay. If you can get up off your behind, anytime a song comes on, then there's something wrong with you. Somebody once told me, listening to um, any Casey and the Sunshine Band song, dance song, like it's a get off your butt kind of dance. Get out there and shake what your mama gave you. And if you watch any of the videos of them, like he's just sweating. He's just giving it. Like he wants you, he knows, he knows that Mm -hmm. you are going to get out there and shake it and you need to. As a person whose name is Casey, I will tell you, I've been called Casey and the Sunshine Band way too many times. Oh. Uh, And then for a a brief period in the eighties, it was Casey Jones because of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then it went back to Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It could be worse. (laughs) I was just going to (laughs) say. Lori, as a person who experienced disco at the time, can you just talk a little bit about what this was looking like? What was the fashion? Because I know what a 70s disco Halloween costume is, but what were you actually wearing at the time? Well, uh, first of all, bell-bottom jeans. Mm. Big, big. And the bigger, the better. The wider. I, I had a pair that I could barely walk in, but boy, I wore those things. And of course, you know, the little tiny shirts or a little midriff showing because when I, you know, when I was 16, 17, I could do that. <laughs> um, platform shoes. Platform shoes. Uh, 17 Magazine was like my fashion Bible. And I read that from front to back. And Baker's Shoes at South Roads Mall would have the latest styles. And so, I take my babysitting money and I would go get some uh, platforms, some wedge shoes and whatever, because that's what she had to have. Uh, believe it or not, uh, some go-go boots. I had yeah. some white pleather go-go boots with some sort of applique up the front. And my mom bought me this fake fur rabbit uh, short jacket. <laughs> I looked like a little hooker sometimes. I, I'm pretty sure I did. But boy, I wore that thing all over. She was like, can you get rid of it, please? I'm like, oh, I love it. So it was all about, you know, for the, for the girls, uh, polyester, the men had the polyester shirts and they had unbuttoned with the chains, polyester um, bell bottoms. Uh, um, my dad was pretty fashionable too. He was a musician and my cousins in South Omaha were really up and coming little fashionistas. So I think I took after them. That's awesome that you had family members who were kind of big into this. So it seems like it was pretty seamless for you to just kind of walk in and be like, hello world, Mm -hmm. I'm disco baby. Um, Do you remember when the big disco resurgence happened in the nineties? Were your kids into that sort of like when bell bottom jeans came back in the nineties and when we all listened to Casey and the sunshine band and the Bee Gees, it all kind of came roaring back. Do you remember being nostalgic for it or thinking you guys are doing it wrong? (laughs) <laughs> this is this isn't it well you know my kids were fortunate uh every, we played music all the time their dad introduced them to reggae to marley steel pulse uh i introduced the disco a musical theater jazz so our kids had it really good growing up if i'm going to talk about music and yeah they were into the into a little bit into the fashion stuff they would watch me dance in the but Casey and the Sunshine Band, my 
my son, my youngest son, what well, was, I still laugh whenever the song comes on the radio. Um, do a little dance. Yep. And then he calls, he says, make a little la, get down tonight. So yep. I would ask him, like, what's, what's make a little la? And he would, he would try to shake his whatever. I don't know if he knew what he was doing, but I would crack up. And, and uh, so, yeah, so they listened to that. And, then, and, you know, concerts, you know, even back when there were concerts, oh. go to them. My kids have found, or I found out that they like to go see some of these people, if, you know, if they're touring and, and stuff. So that's kind of, I think, they were, my, my kids were lucky that way that they got introduced to that music. Sister Sledge, this was another Lori pick. We are family. Yep. Yeah. Why this song? <clears throat> it has a lot of, okay, so I have a family, uh, a set of six cousins, they're all girls. And at every wedding of my cousins or of their children, this song is played at every wedding reception. And my cousins get up and they dance like no one's business. They, and they have fun. And I, you know, I think it says a lot about their connection um, to you know, sisterhood. Sister Sledge is an American vocal group from Philly, they are Debbie, Joni, Kim, and Kathy Sledge, and they are family. On the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU doing the hustle with Van McCoy and the Soul City Symphony that came out in 1975 and a perfect track for the disco mixtape. I always appreciate these sort of like built in dance tracks. Were you a hustler? Did you do the hustle frequently? Um, we would do some things at UNL, uh, part of the theater department, things we would hold. Um, oh, I don't know, just fun, fun nights and, and uh, lip syncing to a lot of disco and then actually dancing and doing the hustle and, <laughs> and all of that. And ironically, I have been doing the hustle um, at school. Okay, so last year they had this, <laughs> like, to kids, when you grow up, you know, what are some things you might want to do with a part of the community? And, you know, they were teaching them how to maybe budget or how to take trips safely. And I said, and they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, you know, someday they might ask me to do the hustle and they're not going to know how to do the hustle. Can <laughs> I take the hustle? And so I did. I have taught it for like an hour. <laughs> I need to know your, we're jumping way forward, but that's fine. Okay. I need to know the tips and tricks for, for properly doing the hustle. I can walk like an Egyptian, like nobody's business, uh-huh. but the hustle was before my lived time. So tell me about the hustle. How, what makes a good hustle? It's, you know, you have to be really loose and fluid with your joints. And there's that little John Travolta move in there. And you have to be able to just do that. Um, Keep it a little tight in your space. Because, you know, when they did the hustle, they had a lot of people on the dance floor. And then just when you're you're dancing, keep those hips fluid and everything. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Another one of your picks, Earth, Wind, and Fire. We have done, we've talked about Earth, Wind, and Fire on the show before, specifically through the context of, of horn rock. So I love this pick for Shining Star because Earth, Wind, and Fire was like a, I mean, they just did everything. They fit in every genre. What is your connection to Earth, Wind, and Fire? Uh, I was going to say the uh, Soul Train when I first saw them. I mean, I could hear, I heard the music on the radio, um, but to see them in action and to see, oh my gosh, Philip Bailey, oh, that voice, that soprano. And, you know, finally, when I was able to afford to go to concerts, I, I front row in Omaha <laughs> and then I'm here at, uh, in Lincoln at Pinnacle. And I think, you know, being a, a girl from Omaha, Brian, and not, not a lot of people, you know, watch, you know, uh, Soul Train. I had, I, I felt like I had an in, you know, like, hey, I, you know, I know this cool group. So they're every song um, that they, that's the way of the world. I mean, just everything that they say, but Philip Bailey really just that whole group, I mean, that just did it for me. It's like, yep, yep. And I can still sing that high. And that very end part, the Shannon stuff, when they strip away all the instrumentation and they do just the vocal part, that's so catchy. It is. It is. And they do. They just have a really, really great time. Chicago's own Earth, Wind, and Fire. This is Shining Star on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. Oh, Rick James, that was the Grammy-nominated Super Freak. It was nominated for the Best Male Rock Vocal Performance at the 1982 Grammys. Let's talk about Super Freak. Oh, yes. Hmm. 
And this song is so great. And I mean, Rick James is great. The song's amazing. Obviously, then it went on to be sampled and you can't touch this, which I'll go to bat for that song. That song can get it too. It, it was like made in 81. And when you think of the 80s, you don't think of disco, but it was like right on the end there where, yes. do you remember that whole disco backlash? I, well, I do. I remember a lot of um, what was coming out right there was, was new wave punk. And um, cause I'd witnessed my first punk um, music when I was, I happened to be in London the summer of 1980. And I was there in a choir um, singing. We were there for a month. Uh, we, were, we were touring um, uh, quite a bit of, of Europe at the time. And I remember being in um, <clears throat> downtown London and seeing all these people, you know, they had the safety pins and, yeah. the, and I was like, like, eh, what am I, you know, I was listening to a little bit, but I was still hanging on to disco because I thought disco was not going to die. But people were starting to say that disco, you know, um, wasn't really music and it just, it really didn't have a place and it needed to go away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and as much as I like music, I was like, well, this other stuff that's coming in, I like it, but I still want to hang on to disco because there's still some really good stuff out there. So I do, I remember that backlash and I remember, um, and Rick James being this, you know, sexy black man and, and just, I mean, and his innuendos in a song. And I was like, <laughs> when I first heard Super Freak, my mom's like, what'd you say? <laughs> uh, no. Meow. No. <laughs> so I had to be really careful, but I was like, oh, he was just, and another one that, you know, has gone too soon. I would have loved to have seen him. Yeah. Him in concert. So do you think one of the reasons that Rick James kind of got away with Super Freak is this very late stage disco moment is because it was kind of so like raunchy tongue in cheek that people were like, okay, it's not your, it's not your shiny sugary do the mm-hmm. hustle kind of disco, mm-hmm. you know, he's, being kind of dirty so like we'll let him do it yeah i know i i I really do think that i really do think that i know and the other thing too is yesterday was on uh cbs good morning they were interviewing they were talking about roller skating and i remember going to skateland in on harrison street and dancing i could skate backwards i could i mean i was fearless and getting those songs at disco and just getting out there and doing some of the dances while you're on roller skates oh I was like so impressed. I don't know if I could do it. I, yeah, I don't think I could stand on a pair of roller skates about right now. I, without hugging the wall and yeah. But well, doesn't I, Lincoln have a new, like a roller skating thing down in the Haymarket now where you can go do, you can roller skate, like skate the oh, yard? Oh yeah. I haven't done that. I haven't I, done that. I feel like I just made your weekend <laughs> plans for you, Lori. <laughs> She's all skating backwards to the hustle. Yeah, I am. I am. All right. <laughs> I love all of these picks and I love talking about disco with you. I think it's such happy music. And right now we need moments of escapism and happiness and frankly, exercise. Yep. Very true. <laughs> Lori Martinez, you are an absolute gem for being here and doing this with me. Well, thanks for having me. I had fun. Interrupting all programs. This is radio on pirates. Living